Hey everybody, welcome to uh, again to our live online service, and the, the, the house is very full, <laughs> very empty, and uh, but that's okay. We're here, and and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you can t- you can tune in. Um, we also uh, what Chris mentioned about the children's ministry. I'm real excited about that. Uh, so for for all the kids that are in the church. Uh, they, they're working really hard putting things together for you. And right after uh, this service is over, they're going to play it right there. And, it, and it, they have like music and they have just a lot of stuff they have back there. And even more, though, they have, uh, you know, some teaching. They have uh, like puppets and stuff, too. So uh, it's really exciting. So I want you to tune into that uh, afterwards. That's right after we finish. A little bit of review from last week. We talked about the fact that in, in the book of Isaiah, it says, you know, this is what the sovereign Lord says, the Holy One of Israel. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. That's really where we find it. How are we going to get through all this stuff? It's turning to Him. It's resting in Him. It's, it's finding a quiet place. It's, it's going to that place of trust, and we're going to talk a little bit more about trust today. But that's his desire, and that's what he wants us to do, is, is through all this, hopefully he does have our attention. He, he wants us to turn to him. That's what he desires, and, and it really is the best thing for us. Today, though, I want to talk about a kind of a related subject. It's, it's peace, and you know... Uh, it's really good to be here in this place because I think that God has given us a place of peace. This is a peaceful place he's given to us. Now, you all can't be uh, here today, obviously, uh, but this, this peace, you know, can you find it where you are? Can you find it in your home? Can you find it within your own life and within your own heart personally during these insane, crazy times? And let, let me tell you, I know it's hard. It's extremely hard. Just the stuff that happens every day, it's like something new. Every, every day, some kind of new craziness is, and some new, you know, restriction, some new, you know, change that has to take place. You know, uh, you know all the fear, all the worry, all the, uh, the isolation, and, and, and all the effects that that has upon us. I, I told my wife... Uh, uh, a few days ago, you know, you know, we were still under the, the forced quarantine. We're kind of through that now, although we're still kind of like, you still got to be careful. You can't just go anywhere and do anything. Uh, but I said, you know, I think my head is exploding. And, and that's kind of, you know, and then I thought, you know, I think the heads of, of all the people in the world, you know, are exploding. And you see it in some places that, you know, they're, they're, they're having, you know, like having to shoot you know, tear gas and, and just to calm things down because it's out of control. So this idea about peace. And, and I found a, a really cool blog, and uh, this, this writer, this gal says this, why is peace so elusive? Why is it so hard to find? Then later she says this, and I think this is the key. She says, the Bible is not elusive about how to get peace. It spells it out in more than one verse. And I totally agree with that. The Bible isn't, you know, it's not hiding. Where do we find peace? The Bible spells it out. It makes it crystal clear where we find peace. And, and that's why we need the scripture. And so one of the things I've been saying 
And I think it's true is that we need to we need to get into the word. We need to open the Bible, see what God says. That's part of repentance. That's part of turning to him. If we don't open his book, if we don't open the word, how are we going to hear from God? I don't I don't think most of the stuff that we're hearing on the television and on the Internet is necessarily from God. He will use it. But we need to hear directly from him and for you and I to go to the word. So our passage for today and is, is from the book of Isaiah. It's a very familiar passage to most people. But I think it's one of these passages that we need to memorize. We need to know. There was a guy who wrote a bunch of hymns. His name was Bliss, Philip Bliss. And he said this was his favorite verse in all the Bible. And it says this, You, speaking to God, you will, will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord. The Lord is the rock eternal. Isaiah 26 is basically, it's a song. It's a psalm of praise, uh, the, the whole psalm. And, and in the middle of it, in the whole kind of context of it, is these verses here. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind has stayed on you. It's saying that God is going to be the one that gives us that peace. It's not elusive. It's not hard to find. It's just where do you find it? How do you go? Where do you, where do you go to find that peace? And, and this word makes it clear. These verses makes it, makes it clear. They make it clear, excuse me, that God is the one that's going to give us peace. We need to go directly to him. He will keep us in perfect peace, it says here. In the New Testament, five times it says that, that he is the God of peace. Five times. Interesting, the, this word here for peace. And, you know, we, we, we kind of know what the word peace means, but it says here, you will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is stayed on you. And, and, I, and I looked into the, the words behind that. What does it mean, perfect peace? And literally, like it says on the screen, is shalom, shalom. They didn't have any word for perfect, so they said it's peace, peace. It's like for emphasis. Shalom, shalom. You could say maybe peaceful peace. It's like it's the best peace ever. We were in Israel very recently, and obviously uh, w- w- their greeting for to say, we say, hey, or we say, hello, or, or say, we say, what's going on? They say, shalom to each other. But I don't think I ever heard anybody say, shalom, shalom. But that's what God is saying to us. That's what God is going to keep us in. This idea, this peace, this peaceful peace, this perfect peace, this idea of, uh, of inner peace, this tranquility, that you and I can have, though someone said the storms of trials, they rage around us. I think that, that kind of sums it up today, the storms of trials, that they're raging around us, but that, that you, can, you and I can have peace in the middle of it. You and I can actually have peace in the middle of all the stuff that's going on. Is that possible? That's what the Bible is saying here. Now, I want you to know, uh, like I said, my head's been exploding, and, and I speak these words to myself as well as to you. 
I'm not up here telling you, man, I've been so peaceful, you know, for the last two weeks, I've been just full of peace, overflowing with peace. No, I've had moments of that where, where I, I found that place of peace, but, it, but, it, but where is it found? I'm human just like the rest of you. It, it, it's, it's found by going to God himself. There's a writer uh, from the late 1800s. He said this, the, prima, the promise of peace appeals to the deepest though often neglected and misunderstood longings of the human heart. It's like the very deepest parts of us. That's where we need the peace. So thinking about this idea of peace and the promise of, of peace and shalom, shalom, it, you know, you could say it's for emphasis, but, but you might also say this, that it's really there's two parts to it in the Bible. And the number one is this idea of having peace with God, that, that you and I can have a relationship with God where, where we're not at enmity. The Bible makes it clear that apart from Jesus, you and I are at war with God. We can't have peace with Him unless we have Jesus. Jesus is the one who has opened the door for, for you and I to have peace with God. We've got to start there. And, and maybe, maybe you don't have any peace with God today. You've never made peace with God. And, and you need to do that. That's the first step to having any kind of peace in, your, in the deepest part of your heart. It's, it's having peace with God. If you surrendered to him and said, Jesus, I, 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 I'm a sinner. And I, I need to be forgiven. I need to, to have peace with, with the Father in heaven. And, and, it, and it comes through trusting in you. So I trust in you today. And I, and I ask you, Jesus, into my heart and life. This is where it starts. Maybe you need to do that right now. Maybe that's where you are. The second part of it is this, the peace of God. So we have peace with God. And then, and then we have the peace of God. And that, and that comes through having this relationship with him. And, and we're going to look at Philippians chapter 4 later. But it talks about the peace of God that, that surpasses understanding. That transcends understanding. That, that goes beyond even what we understand. And that's what God can give to you and to me. I, I need both. I think we all need both. We need to have peace with God. And we need to have the peace of God. So, so how do we give it? How do we get it? How, how does the Bible tell us in these verses, how do we get it? It says this, that we do it through having our minds stayed on him. Having our minds stayed on him. That's kind of radical, kind of hard to think about, but he says our minds and, and it what it literally means is our thoughts and our purpose. Our thoughts and our purpose. Like, what do we think about? What's the whole purpose of our life? To have that stayed on Him, to have our thoughts stayed on Him. And, and again, the word literally means leaning on Him. This word for stayed means leaning on Him. So to have our, our minds, our thoughts that are, that are leaning on Him, that blog writer I mentioned, she said this, maybe peace is elusive because our mind isn't stayed on him. Maybe we can't find any peace because our, our minds are everywhere else. We're dwelling on all kinds of things. We're leaning on all kinds of things, all kinds of uh, stuff in this world. We're thinking about all the different things that are going on, and we're not leaning on him. You know the old... Uh, saying about computers, G-I-G-O. 
And that stands for garbage in, garbage out. What are we filling our minds with? What are we allowing to come into our minds? And that, I think that affects where we lean. If we're filling our minds with all kinds of garbage and stuff, we're not going to be leaning on Him. But if we're filling it with good things, like the Scripture, like what God is saying, it's a whole different story. You all know, we talked about this a number of weeks back. We, we looked at this in depth, Proverbs uh, 3, 5, and 6, where it's, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And it says, lean not on your own understanding. That's the very same word that he says here, that our minds need to be stayed or leaning on him. He says, don't lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts. Where are we leaning? Are we leaning on our own understanding or are we leaning on him? Colossians says this. He says, since then, chapter 3, you've been raised with Christ. Since you are a Christian, since you have been raised with Christ, he says, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. He says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. How are we going to find peace? says here in Isaiah that our minds are stayed on Him, that are, they're fixed on Him. Paul says in Colossians that we need to set our minds on the things above. Where are we going to find peace? It's only as we focus on the things that He has, focusing on Him and on who He is. Certainly, certainly it's not focusing on ourselves. I don't know about you, but if I focus on myself, I'm not going to get peaceful. If I focus on the things around me, if I focus on all the news, for example, and, and you can watch, you can find it on the news and on the internet 24-7, something going on about COVID-19. If you focus on that stuff, I seriously doubt that you're going to find any peace at all. Now, that doesn't mean we put our heads in the sand, we don't know what's going on. I watched the, you know, the, the news briefing uh, from the Rhode Island uh, governor, and I watch. I try to watch the, the the White House briefing if I can to kind of keep up on what's going on. But there's so much more, and I, and I find myself sometimes reading all these things, and then I get all stirred up. But when I try to focus on what on who the Lord is, and set my mind on things above, where Christ is seated, at the right hand of God, I'm going to find peace. Maybe sometimes some of us need to limit the media. We need to limit what we're taking in. It, it, it's just a, a practical thing. The question, again, another question uh, is this. When you are more focused on God and His Word, are you more at peace? I think the answer is yes. That true peace, that perfect peace. I got a few scriptures we're going to... Uh, I'm going to put them up on the screen for you here and read uh, them for you to, to kind of make this point that the Lord is the one who gives us peace. And His Word makes it clear where do we find the peace that we so desperately need. The first one here, Romans chapter 8, verse 6 says this, For, for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit, the Spirit of God, is life and peace. To set the mind on the Spirit of God is life and peace. 
How about this one in, in the Gospel of John, which we've been studying and we'll be getting back to very quickly. He says this, John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace, Jesus says, I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. We have a choice in this. What are we going to let our hearts and our minds be filled with? Where are we going to go for that peace? Jesus said, my peace I give to you. He talks about it again later in John chapter 16, verse 33. He said, I have said these things to you, all the things that he'd been speaking to, the, to his disciples. He says that in me, where? In me, Jesus says, you may have peace. In me, in him. And then he says these words. He says, in the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart. Literally, those words mean be courageous. But be courageous, he says, I have overcome the world. Where are we going to find peace? He says, in him. He says, in me you may have peace. Not in the world. The world's full of tribulation. We know that all too well right here, right now, today. The world, you know, and it's not just the USA. It's not just some country over here. It is the whole world now that is enveloped in tribulation. Is it the last times that, you know, that, that God is speaking about in the Bible? I don't know. God knows what's going on and how this all fits together with his end time plan. And he certainly has one. But you and I need to focus on him, not, not on the tribulation of the world. He promised. This is also a promise. He said it would come. How about back in the Old Testament? Psalm 29 verse 11 says this, The Lord, Yahweh, gives strength to his people. The Lord, Yahweh, blesses his people with peace. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Where are you going to get peace? From him. Psalm 85. What God the Lord, I will listen to what God the Lord will say. He promises peace to his people, his saints. But let them not return to folly. How many times... You know, you and I, the Lord has given us peace and we're in this really good place and we, we, we go and do something stupid and we, we wonder why the peace is gone. He says, he promises peace to us, but let us not return to our folly. Let, let, be careful what we go, what we do, what we look at, what we think about, what we fill our minds and our hearts with. Foolishness, folly. Back to our verses in Isaiah, the last part of verse 26, uh, excuse me, verse 3, Isaiah 26, it says, you'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you because he trusts in you. Because he trusts in you. It's all a matter of trust in the end, isn't it? That the Lord wants us to trust him. He wants us to turn our whole hearts and minds. That commentator that I mentioned from the late 1800s, he says this about trust. This is his definition. He said, trust is to lean on, to rely on, to lay the whole weight of ourselves upon the loving strength of Yahweh, the absolute, unchangeable, eternal being of God. That's what it means to trust. Put ourselves completely on him. 
That's where we're going to find peace. David Guzik said this. He said, you keep your mind stayed on what you trust in. That's interesting, isn't it? You keep your mind stayed in, uh, stayed on what you trust in. If we're really trusting in the Lord and, and putting our whole lives and hearts on Him, we're going to keep our minds fixed on Him and we're going to find that peace. He also said these words. He says, the battle for trust begins in our minds. The battle for trust begins in our minds. What's, what's going on up here in our heads? has a lot to do with that peace. It has a lot to do with that trust. The, the next verse in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 4, he says this, Trust in the Lord forever. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. And, and this is where uh, that hymn, the words for that hymn, the rock of ages, comes out of this part of this verse. The rock eternal, the rock of ages. You know, you and I, we need to build our lives on the rock. It's important when things are going well, because when these trials come, you know, are we ready? Are we ready for it? Have we, as Jesus said, have we built our house on the rock? So that when the storms come, and, and they will and they do, you know, are we going to stand firm? Are we built on, on sand? on a weak foundation, and, and when the storms come, the trials come, and they, they blow us right off the foundation because we, we don't have a strong foundation. Trust in the Lord forever, for He, the Lord, is that rock eternal, the rock of ages. So He keeps us. He keeps us in perfect peace. As our minds are stayed, as our minds are are leaning on Him as our minds are trusting in Him. The last uh, verses I want to finish with uh, are found, I mentioned this earlier, found in Philippians chapter 4. And uh, I've got that for you up on the screen. Philippians chapter 4, verses uh, 6 through uh, 7 and also verse 8. He says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends or surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What does he say? What do we do? What does he, Paul tell us to do here to, to find that peace? We pray. We need to pray. We need to go about everything. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, pray about everything. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. He says, with thanksgiving, thanking God that he's, that he's big enough to take care of it. And in that, in doing that, he says, the peace of God will come. It will guard us, will protect our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus that's why we, we, we have this thing we're going to do for Good Friday. Maybe you have a prayer request, and, and you don't need to wait for that. If you, if you have a prayer need, send them to connections at calvarygreenmeadow.com. We, we'd love to pray for you and, 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 and share prayer requests. You know, we're isolated, but we can still be connected, and we need to be praying, praying for each other. I need prayer. I need a lot of prayer. I, I'm not afraid to admit it. 
And I think we all need prayer. And, and some, some of you have you know, pressing needs. Share it with someone. Ask someone to pray. Call someone. Send an email. Send a text, please. The next verse there, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, he says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think on these things. That's where we're going to find peace, thinking about the good things. Yeah, the world's messed up right now, but, but God is still on the throne. You know, God is still, you know, preparing that place in heaven for us. If we've trusted in Him as our Savior, things are still good. God is still good. And He is still God, and, and He is... You know, he is going to take care of all this. He's going to take care of us. He promises to take care of us. Let's fill our minds with the things that are true. Right, lovely, pure. And that's where we're going to find peace. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Let's pray together. Oh, our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. It's living, it's active, it's powerful. And you speak by your word and you speak to us today about how to find peace. It's not elusive because you've made it very clear. It's found in you. As we fix our minds and we stay and lean our minds and thoughts on you, you'll give us that perfect peace, that peace that passes all understanding. Father, I, I confess, I need it. I need that peace. And so I turn to you now, and I, and I pray for each one listening that, that, that we would all turn to you and look to you and lay our thoughts and minds upon you. Help us to do that, Lord. It's so hard. In this world is so much tribulation, so much pressure, so much trials. But you have overcome the world. You want us to be courageous. Be courageous because you have overcome the world. That's what you said. Help us today, Lord, I pray. In the wonderful, powerful name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Amen.